The NFL season isn't over yet. If your season-long fantasy football league isn't cutting it, get your mojo back at FanDuel.com and pick a new team every week. Put your true fantasy skills to the test. Oh, by the way, you can win real money. That's right, real money doing this. Joe Watson from New York played fantasy football in FanDuel for less than two weeks last season. He won over $30,000. Join him and hundreds of thousands of other users who have already won money. It's an incredible experience. If you're a football fanatic like myself, you want to go to FanDuel.com. It's the leader in one-week fantasy football leagues. The money's real. Entry fee start at just a dollar. No season-long commitment, no upfront fees. Play each week or whenever you want. You set a new lineup each week. You win every week if you're good enough. And you know you're good enough, right? FanDuel's paying out more than $170 million. $170 million payout for this NFL season. You have to play this to win. That's the only way you can do it. So you got to sign up now, all right? Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code, KREN, K-R-E-N-N. Sign up now. New user special is ending soon. FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar up to 200 bucks, Up to $200 free. Offers only good for the first 50 people that use my code KREN, K-R-E-N-N. You don't want to miss out on this. Be one of the first 50 people. Go to FanDuel.com right now. Don't forget to use my code KREN. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's FanDuel.com, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. So maybe you got a great idea for a business. You want to start selling products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner and you're looking for new customers. Maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy. That's right, GoDaddy wants to help you succeed online. Right now, GoDaddy is offering a .com domain for just $1.49. That's right, $1.49. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code JIM149 to get your $1.49.com. Some limitations apply. See website for details. This is the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim Cren. Jim Cren, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Brought to you by Beaver County Auto, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Nissan, Beaver County Auto. Go there for all their holiday specials, new and used cars. You can't go wrong. Best deals in town. Right there at Chippewa Exit, Constitution Boulevard, Beaver County Auto. Uh, also, Dave Settlemeyer, Josh Folio, Frank Mergia, Wayne Weil, our, our team in, in studio, on mic, of course, myself, Terry Jones, Mike Wysocki, and Mike Sasson. Happy holidays to everyone. Today's show... I uh, hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and, and digested their turkey and didn't do the Sleeping Beauty diet or anything, and <laughs> everyone's relaxed and ready to roll. You know, for, for the, so you guys, I, I got to tell you, it's an interesting time of the year for me. It's the third year anniversary of my getting fired from a, a, a radio job. I had. I had a morning show for 20, uh, 24, 25 years, 24 almost years. Quarter, quarter century almost, yeah, 24 years. About. 
and uh, as long as I've been alive. Yeah, t- exactly. <laughs> That's funny, Terry. Yeah, yeah. Technically, it's funny because I ended up getting fired in February. They, they held on to the contract till February of or March of uh, 2012, from 1988 to uh, the, technically. So when I was so technically 25, but 24 on the air, live, you know. But yeah, since you were a baby, but it's an interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, time, and here we are, three years later, and. Ends up being a blessing in disguise. I get to do this podcast, get to be with my friends at the Sideshow Network, which have been fantastic, get to hang out with you guys, which is enriching and a lot of fun. Uh, people walk up to me all the time and ask, you know, what happened? What happened? Now, I had a non-compete, so the first six, seven months I couldn't say anything. And what I did was going to say, I, I, I don't like to be, I'm just not a bitter guy about things. I no, mean, life's not. been too good to me, and God's you're blessed me. Dude. There's nothing to be bitter about. But, you know, I do want to t- tell the story a bit. People keep asking me what happened. All Still, the time. Right? Day. Still, all You get the it, Mikey, time. all the time? All the yeah. time, yeah. You're, you're on Crin's you're on, uh, podcast. What happened? What happened? What, 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 why, why ain't he on the radio no more? <laughs> and I just tell him, well, he's now on KDK. We're on, yeah, I'm on. I'm lucky. <laughs> on, yeah. <laughs> In that voice, you say, he's on KDK hey. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Friday, are you ready for some Crin Nation? <laughs> yeah, yeah eight, 8 to 9. And Friday. I love doing it You know, with Larry and John. It was nice to this guy invite me on I do, I do love it so between a podcast on that and I've been uh, fortunate enough to do, do some film acting we'll be not doing some announcements on that coming up in a few weeks um, Jimmy so, Green actor yeah it's, it's been yeah, fun he's man. in some movies yeah we got some big announcements coming up so in, in the stand up and stuff and I mean, like I said getting to work with you guys has been, been a real treat man I love it and our listeners on the podcast, which many of you listen to radio, but there's some new listeners also that, that have joined in, and, and I, I appreciate it. We're going to be doing some live, more live shows in 2015 also, just a footnote. But uh, yeah, but three years later, it, it it was an interesting time, too. I remember because, like I said, after doing something for 24 years, and the ratings were really big with a high, you know, just huge, huge ratings. So a lot of the city listened. Different reaction, and I said this joke before, it really was a joke, it was kind of true. It was funny how Pittsburghers reacted, man. And the difference between Pittsburgh and other cities are if you get fired for a long time, people get, you get fired, ah, it's too bad, man. Pittsburghers, you see them in the supermarket, and they're like, hey, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. You all right? I'm all right. You want to live with me? <laughs> we, got, we got room. We got room upstairs. Yeah. You and your wife come in and dog, cat, we don't care. Yeah. I got orders. I'll take Benadryl. I don't care. I got buddy works. Okay. At, you know, he's going to be a pen dog if you need some work. Mm-hmm. Uh, to redoing Rod Eight. You hey. need some. You be, yeah, you got. You could be bouncers down the Chucky's Bar in the Rocks. You'd be bouncers going to bounce. I know you can't fight, but that's okay. You're not. You know, it don't matter. Use guns anyway. No fights anyway. Just, just. <laughs> but people are just yeah, very kind, and and that was one thing you know that uh, when it happened, I really. You, no regrets on staying in Pittsburgh my entire career. I lot of you know, set, you know, of course, some offers to leave and stuff. And I'm glad I never did. I'm glad I stayed here, especially during that time, it, which is weird when you think about that. Because when you get fired, I don't care what anybody says. People get fired, they say, "Oh, it's nothing. I'm fine." You know, not, no, it sucks getting fired, man. It is. It's a kick in the ass, right? No matter what, especially with my situation, was I was not expecting it. I had the number one ratings. I mean, the idea of a contract I signed was to have big ratings. Okay, mm-hmm. now. Ratings that we had, for instance, um, in the demographic twenty five fifty four, is that's a, a, an age group that you, we were shooting for. Uh, Mike, you had been in radio a bit, Mike Sassons, yeah. and 
and I know Mikey's on all you've know, been radio too, but but uh in Terra, I've told you about this, but the, the ratings twenty four fifty four is a key demo for advertising. That's what they wanted us to hit. And, and that's what you have to dominate. Yeah. That's what they wanted us to do. That was our goal. Uh so we would I would from when I started in eighty eight, I was coming off of six years as a stand up comic, full time. And we were seventeenth in the market. I just remember that. Because I remember just was because I was learning ratings at that time. I didn't know what, what you know. The first I joined, I didn't know I was on the show. They asked me to join it. I thought it would last six months. I thought that's what it was going to be. Was, I was ready to move to Los Angeles. I had been headlining for about two years, and the comedy clubs were booming still. And you had some offers in L.A. Yeah, that's some real some solid offers in L.A. to be managed and all that kind of stuff. So that's the plan, and. I start getting asked to be on TV when I'm in town on Fridays. I start doing, and it eases into them saying, "Would you join for a while, six months?" I said, "Okay." So I, I, I remember canceling some really important gigs that I had. So it was a commitment. And I thought, "Well, this would be kind of fun because I was on the road. Six months on the road, you're on the road. You're not. It's not a normal life on the road, right?" So I wanted to be in one place, and of course, I love Pittsburgh. It's my home. And so coming home, and I remember the, the ratings and all, and and. I didn't realize what was going on. DVE had a comedy uh, duo, a, a team, morning show called Jimmy and Steve. And they were dominating the ratings today. They did very well in the ratings. And they had a contract dispute, whatever, and they went to Florida. They left DVE. Well, DVE, that's why DVE fell to 17th in the market. That, and they had a slight change in their music and things like that. Well, anyway, they, someone else bought them at the time when I was there. I can't remember. It was Hanna-Barbera, I believe it, or somebody like that bought them back then. And so new management, new everything. Cartoon Network. Yeah, yo, it, yo, it was. Yeah, it, was, it really was. Yeah, I think it was Hanna Barbera. Up in there. Rated, <laughs> you need to get bottom. better ratings, boo boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so uh, so <laughs> so they bought so and, and they had new management and stuff and, and program directors and GM and stuff and 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 they were real talented guys and stuff, but. Uh, you know, Scott Paulson was there for about a year or so, but but I remember joining the show and and they were, you know, we're starting to put things together and stuff. These guys and you know, th- so things were in motion uh, to, to get better, and they let me do my thing, and it was interesting because I thought, wow, I could just do comedy and so do anything. Yeah, pretty much. It was almost like R rated. The FCC wasn't really that strict, mm-hmm. I guess, or whatever. But I was getting away with shit, maybe because we were seventeenth in the market at the time, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so Scott and I hit it off, and now. Uh, Start doing bits and all that, and characters I had been working on: Stanley Pikachowski, Ben Clinks, the Mall Guard, Otis. Classic. Uh, they just, yeah, I was started doing impressions of the mayor, Sophie Maslow at the time, and in uh, all these different characters. So whoever was out there was doing some mixing impression storytelling. What I kind of do now, <laughs> whatever. And at the time, it wasn't a lot of people, I guess, from what I maybe I don't know, doing that. There was a guy named Reed Cordick years before I had come around. He had done skits. They had told me I'd never heard him, but I heard of him. But anyway, the skits start catching on, which was wild. The first thing was the Take a Walk on the South Side, a song I did with the you know, parody of Lou Reed's, you know, Take a Walk on the Wild Side. Take a Walk on the South Side gets huge, man. And all and I start to, you know, people are singing it, people are talking about it. And, mm. and then this Otis character I did started catching on. Like I said, Ben Clinks, then people started to freeze, punk, nobody moved. Well, anyway. This is in 88. By the late 89, we were number one in a city, 2554, with a 16 share. 
So, so it, it only t- it took how long did it take you then? A about year? a year and a half. Year Damn. And, a half. and it, yeah, it was, just, it was a you know made my I don't know how that happened, but whatever, but it happened. And uh, so we have a sixteen share, which is unheard of. It's you know normals great as a ten or, or nine or whatever. But but we had a sixteen, and from that moment until the moment I got fired, we never went below that average the average was throughout the whole year the average would have been a a 15 to 16 share now a share again means like that's the percentage represents a certain amount of people whatever of of the litter listening to to the radio they're listening to the radio and uh so just give you an idea of the rating so anyway so that's a huge amount they have they get a 15 or 16 share in that demographic and other demographics we were very well too. We were always in the top three, eighteen to thirty-four. That's a different demographic. Eighteen, thirty-four year old listening stuff, and so we did real well there. But the the one they wanted, one I would sign contracts for, was that twenty-five fifty-four in particular for DVE. So I end up uh, my last book. Okay, when I got let go, I remember because I asked the programmer what we had. It was a fifteen-eight. When we that was the last month or whatever we had so that's what it was weird getting fired with 15 shares and you know averaging that i'd say you know throughout the year easily 15 share you know between 15 and 16 was the average throughout the year i'd say which was odd so that's where the surprise is so i don't know because people say why did you get fired i never really got a clear explanation <laughs> why i got fired and it's really weird how it happened and i'll explain um I remember getting called in right around this time, three years ago, this time in November, and and there was a the, the guy. I'm not. I'm not gonna name any names. You know, I was like, you know, protect anybody. I don't want anyone to get any kind of animosity toward them or anything. Let's just to be joking around with it. But yeah, let's say the guy. Okay, let's just say there's one guy was he was kind of orange. Okay, in the <laughs> like a spray tan orange thing going on, and, 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 and a little guy. He just barely sees a little head above the desk, and he had a mullet. <laughs> and, he, and he, you know, Sorry. nice enough guy. But he's, he's sitting there. So it, fucking Oompa Loompa is it, the yes. one that did this shit to you. He's, well, he, he, yeah, you know. He, what a trashy Oompa Loompa. He had the trashy Oompa Loompa. I don't know. I don't hold that. <laughs> like, like he got really fired don't. from fucking Willy Wonka's Chocolate I, Factory. I really like, I'll show you, Willy. Yeah, I really don't hold anything against him. I'm going to fucking ruin my friend. So it was him, and then this other guy was there, and they're all real little, by the way. I don't know what it is. It must be the water, or whatever. But they were real short in, in uh, little. But, uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> real what it little, is. like little guys. And um, so, and the other guy, uh, the programmer guy, was was, was there. There's a couple of those, uh-huh. and, and one guy, he looked. He, uh, let's say he's constipated, man. They hadn't gone to the restroom in about six years. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't even say that in front of. Him. And, and yeah, I, don't and, remind him. Yeah. And, and the other guy, <laughs> and the other guy's like the hottie dude on amphetamines or something like that. Kind of that weird look. You know, the haircut I had. The, hair, the haircut I had in fourth grade. Like yeah, that's that haircut. Funny. You know. And, and that's just describe the room. That shit is funny. And so, <laughs> so these three, these are running the whole ship. Yeah, so these whatever. People part of it. The and there's other people too behind the scenes. Yeah, dudes about to the shit out of statue because you know. So damn well, we scowling. One guy scowling, and there's the orange. And now, how do you do, guys? So how do you do the orange man in in, in <laughs> constipated <laughs> is sitting there, and, and I'm sitting there, and and I'm like, and and, and but the orange man looks at me before constipated man. How do you do? He walks in. He goes, uh, "We're letting you go." Like that, like I'm, <laughs> like I'm gonna, like I'm expecting it. Yeah, that was the best word about <laughs> yeah. it. 
<laughs> you're like, we're letting you go. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you, well, you had no inclination. No. You thought you were just having a meeting. Not with, with a 15, the- 16 chair. No. So I'm like, um, yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> that's what you yeah, said. That's what I said. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Can I mean? swear let, more? Let, let me mean? go. Go. Yeah. Go. Run. Yeah. I gotta go home. Yeah. We're letting you go home. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> letting you go. And I said, uh, "Why? Yeah, we were firing. You're letting you go. What? I'm like, you got to be shitting me. That's what I said too. Yeah. I was like, really? And uh, so now, constipated man, how do you come sitting in there, right? And and they're just starting to go off on, you know, how they're firing me. And I'm sitting there. And I am being calm on the outside. You know, I'm trying to be a professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And keep my calm and, and don't say anything. On the inside, I'm thinking in my head, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say that. Right. Just thinking. You, so, know, you know what I... <laughs> I know what was going on in your head. No, you Inside your head, you was Denzel from fucking training. Dude. I was Denzel. I'm King Kong. King Kong. Shit on me. Yeah. On me. Yeah. So, so, oh, I'm going to yeah. put cases on all yeah. you bitches. <laughs> yeah. You think you could do this to me? Oh. <laughs> exactly. I, that's right. I'm waving the gun. But I'm like, you know, I was thinking that. But I kept calm. Yeah. Like this is, I kept calm like this happens to me every month. Yeah, my normal month. Yeah, the firing. Sure, been through it through it many times. In the meantime, I have the only job I've ever had, right? Besides yeah. stand up full time and this. So I'm sitting there going, and my mind's racing. It's like racing. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm thinking, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> Who did I insult? Which one of these programs? I program program stairs. I insult her. Well, granted, whenever they're talking, I do I do just nod and say yes. I'm going to do it because they do give you genius advice on how to perform because they all have you know great comedic chops. And and when I have the meetings oh, with them and they're giving me the awesome. comedic chops and telling me how to do their work, you know, they'll stand yeah, up right, and stuff yeah. and write the bits. Of course, yeah. I mean, since 1988, yes. Of course I go with her because they're coaching me. You know, and of course I need that. And that's really their instincts. How do I even do it? I wish they were, they wish they were sitting next to me exactly to perform. Because yeah, they just did a weekend easier. at the comedy store out in LA. So. They, yeah, well, they worked their way. Yeah, they worked their way. They earned it. They earned their comedic chops. And why shouldn't they tell me how to do it? How to do that and get those 16 shares, you know, because that's how it was. We're a team. That's a part of that 16 share and something. And, uh, what do I have to do with them? A little minuscule part. So anyway, I am awesome. sitting there That's with the, awesome. the, 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 yeah, the geniuses and, and all that. But, <laughs> the but, genius. Yeah, you know. The, 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 the get the 15, 16 shares, and yeah. I'm along for the ride. But I'm sitting there. And, You're and, along for the ride. And they tell me. The SS genius. Yeah. Just, you, Jesus, how did I pull the fucking wool over their eyes, right, for 24 years? <laughs> and uh, so they they uh, they say, we we really we it's my favorite line. They go, We think this orange Oompa Loompa's guy said, Mr. Yeah. Um, Mr. Oompa Loompa, give him respect. Mr. respect. You have Mr. Oompa Loompa says, uh, we we think you still have some value to the company. Okay. Well, now this is their uh, uh, no believe me. Thanks. Yeah, well actually at one point said, so, you know, I, at one point he's me that I wish you could been more, a little more respectful and they that then how do you do to you guys? Well, he is respectful. We are respectful, you know, because 
he's basically sitting on Mr. Umpalupa's lap at that point. But he's uh, guess what he's seeing? It's like that was one of his guys. But and I'm like, really? They thought that. Let's say from their end, if they wanted to ever hear sitting here, mm. which by the way, they're welcome to come anytime and, and talk about it if they want to really give their side. Because I like to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we can I get what? some good advice. Yeah, I get some good advice too on right. the show. But I like to hear the, their side of what they're. Thinking. How do we run a podcast? Yes. Yeah, really. Because well, here's the thing about, about it. Well, about well, it too. It, it's, yeah. So, so so they're sitting there and um and, and they're. They're telling me they're respecting me and the whole thing, and they're, they're going through. Like, they think I still have some value to the company, and, and they're taking. I'm like, so I'm trying to get the whole thing out. So, so I'm saying, so you're taking my contract away. I'm fired right now. And they go, yeah, you're no longer allowed on the air, um, but we still have you under contract. But you're not because I still had a year and a half left on my contract. Now you were trying to negotiate like days that you could come in too. No, there was no right. negotiation. I had no negotiation. Well, you asked them, like, well, hey, can no, I do Well, later. Yeah, it's what, what happened okay. was they, they, after they tore the contract up. Mm-hmm. Okay. My contract. But they still had me under contract. Now that they took me off the air and said they, they were, they still had to pay me my, at that point my full salary because they didn't, they didn't let me go completely at that point. Uh, I was off the air. That was it. They, but they, and I wasn't allowed to talk to anybody, the press or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Dave could maybe talk a little bit, you know, our agent here, Talent Network, my agent. So Dave could talk a bit, but I wasn't allowed to really talk. So I get this uh, note, uh, like a, a offer sheet, which I still have the offer sheet. I kept it because it's so fucking funny and unreal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should. Be if I ever it. write a book, yeah. I want to put it in there. You, you know, I'll block out some things, but <laughs> but in in. in and it wasn't about the money. Believe I swear it wasn't about the money or anything like that. It was it was the offer. I looked at the offer. It's funny. And there's seen it? well, there's no yeah. I see it. There's no radio on it. There's no fucking radio on it. Like I'm looking at the offer, and I go, "What is this?" And they said, "Well, we we want you to be quote the the ambassador of the station." And I'm like the ambassador. What is that? Do I wear a robe? And just say, you know, welcome, welcome from Alliance, Ohio. I am the ambassador. So they send you to like quick loop, Jiffy Lube openings and stuff. Yes, like that? I'm the ambassador. Welcome to the open arms. Please, I'm trying to keep peace. No wars. The ambassador's here to negotiate peace. Let me handle it. Dressed as a noble. Let me handle it. Unless it got complex, then the program directors would come in. Take care of it, but uh, yeah. So I'm like the ambassador, and, and so they had these promotions where I was at, and there's like you know so many promotions a year I do, and I'm like I'm like they're looking there's no radio, there's no radio. It actually had on there specifically. I could do Sean McDowell every other week or whatever it was. It's some kind of specific break, do a break on his show to promote stand up stuff or whatever. They knew I want like loved on stand up, and they're trying to appease me on that end or whatever. So, but that was it. That was a weird thing. So I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, okay, there's no radio on here, but that there's no morning show stuff. There's no you can be a guest on the show. And so I asked them. I said, you know, Mister Umpalupa and, and everyone. And there are people <laughs> beyond that too that, that that were part of this. But I said, uh, I would like to do. No, remember, mine's, my mind's racing. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So, mm-hmm. I, so I'd, I'd like to do one uh, day a week. And and they said, uh, actually, no. They go, no. Just like that. Like, not even thinking about it. <laughs> Maybe. God, you've been pretty good on the show. That's something we should banner. It was, no. No. No radio. Like that. No morning radio. I said, well, you know, I do like maybe a few hours, a couple hours on a Friday or third, whatever, like, you know, once a week or yeah. maybe twice a week or whatever. Maybe we can work that in. I can perform my characters and still have a connection with the audience. Yeah. Again, a Kurt, no, no, 
in, in, in unison, Mr. Constipation and how you shaking her head no. It's, it's amazing. So they do that, and, and I'm sitting there going, I don't get this. After 25, you know, 24 years, why wouldn't I just be allowed to go on the show for a couple? I mean, I, if I'm leaving, if I'm, you know, I'm going to willingly help them and say, hey, I'm leaving the show because they, want, they wanted me to do or say, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. They want to make it like they fucking, you know, did this. So, of course, it makes sense PR-wise. And, uh, you know, so if they want to do this, and in, in, in I'm going to do some other things in my life, try some other things or whatever, which is, you know, something I thought of to them quickly as my mind's racing and all this stuff. And, in in uh, you know, all those th- thoughts come in your mind. Like, I'll be a professional shuffleboard player. Maybe I'll be a dog groomer. Things I wanted to be. No, but... Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> those, are no- those are noble goals. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And, yeah. <laughs> but ambassador wasn't on the list. Ambassador yeah. just wasn't there. Ambassador of rock. I actually, yeah, I actually told him at one point, I, I just blurted it out. I, go, I, I don't know, this doesn't make fucking sense. It was a sports analogy. I just go, I go, hey, man, I still got my fastball. That's all I said. <laughs> Always a baseball yeah, analogy. Yeah. I, I, I still got my fastball, and they got—they looked at me like I was fucking nuts. So, but I knew what I meant. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm not ready to fucking just, you know, become a shake hands like what am I fucking Joe Lewis?" And the, the yeah. day's over. I'm shaking. I'm not. I'm still at the Joe Lewis point where I'm still be able to fight. I'm thinking, knocking out, greeting people yeah. at the station. Yeah, I'm greeting people at the station. <laughs> How you doing, Jimmy Crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Punch drunk Jim. How you doing? But uh. Yeah, I'm still. I'm like, you know, I still enjoy performing. I still like the, the morning radio vibe and stuff, and the energy. And, and they, they didn't want anything to do with this, man. And, and I and I remember they said, uh, you know, they said, well, let's keep talking about this. And and I didn't want it to. I was done. I wanted to leave, but I couldn't. They wouldn't let me out of the contract. They still, I'm still under contract. Mm-hmm. And they said, nah, let's keep, let's keep talking about this. And they, and I swear to God, they said, as they go, remember, we're family here. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, too much like my real family. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I'm like, oh my god! All right, and they say, yeah, let's just keep it out of the agents and lawyers and stuff. Let's just Nash, let's just keep it out of there. Just family, you know. <laughs> you know those lawyers and agents that would we're help. just sending it would be to my advantage. You know why would I do that stupid? Stuff? <laughs> we're just kicking it. Yeah, we're, we're oh, kicking. I got my advisors there, my comedic advisors are to my left and right. We're, what the fuck do I need a lawyer? We're for kicking right you here? over to the Thanksgiving card table, but you're you're still yeah, in the family, pretty much. <laughs> you yeah, what do you need that stand for? So immediately, of course, I called Dave, the agent. <laughs> so yeah, I placed yes. my buddy, my, one of my best yeah. friends. I said, Dave, what the fuck this is going on? So he said, all right, man, let's at the end. Let's honor what they want to say, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, I go back in the next meeting. They got a fucking lawyer sitting there. Uh, yeah, pretty impressive. But anyway. <laughs> he's part of the family. Pretty impre- no, she, it was a shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but anyway. That, so, so, and, and Krenzel was yeah. still going off. And yeah, Krenzel was in my head, you know. <laughs> You'll be in Pelican Bay yeah. when I get through with you. <laughs> <laughs> 23 oh, hours. Well, I kept thinking, well, here's the thing. Okay, I'm thinking in my mind. I'm thinking, all right, uh, we have a 15, 8 or whatever. And like I said, we average on 15 and 16 share. And uh, I'm thinking, all right, um, what did I do? Who did I fucking piss off to do this, man? You know, because remember now, I, I actually said, I tried, every, I did say, hey, do you want to cut my salary? Do you want to work something out? Because I wanted, I love the connection with the listeners. I love the gig. You know, I really did. I said, this is a cool. You know, it's, it's something I've been part of for 24 years. Mm-hmm. I said, that's, I'll work with you on salary if that's what it is. Because I never really, when I negotiate a contract, and any GM, if they wanted to be truthful, they would tell you that I never held them over to Coles on any negotiation. They gave me a negotiation. You know, always, they always paid fair, I felt. And, you know, I told you it was great money. It was incredible money, actually. Uh, you know, so I, I, 
I never really held them, raked them over the coals, and I didn't use an agent. Or Dave wouldn't even said, "Hey, just do it, Jim. You're fine." You know, and I would mm-hmm. sign these cards. So it wasn't like I was fucking railing them every every time we were negotiating contracts right. and stuff like that. Not that I wasn't that guy, uh, but I thought to myself, you know, all right, what did I do? I think as a character issue, is there anything I could have done? At that time, ironically, the FBI uh, was nominating me for a, a national award, uh, the, the uh, uh, Community Service Award, which the, uh, the director of the FBI gets. And I got to tell you, right, they vet you. They vet you pretty good before they're, they're going to put you up in front of the director, and he's yeah. going to give you an award. Okay, so you know, so it's not like they could, anybody could say, "Hey, he did anything immoral or anything, anything that they want to say." Hey, by the way, I end up getting that award, which was a great honor. In May of 2012, that that award, then director Robert Mueller gave me the award, gave me the award. But point I'm making is, okay, so I'm going through my mind. I know it's crazy to think that, but I'm thinking that. I'm thinking, okay, what did I did I do something I think immoral or some sort of, you know, broke some kind of code to the contract that I signed? And I and I didn't. I, I there was nothing they could say. If I did, I'd, I'd like to hear it. But there's nothing they could say that I broke any kind of code on the contract. So I thought, all right, I didn't do that. Um, the ratings. The ratings are fifteen eight that month, and, and like I said, the average was very strong. I was always 15, 14, 15, 16. 14 was to be a low month or whatever, but for the most part, it's 15 and 16. Never, ever lower than a 14, you know, ever. So, But, but 15 would say the average, mid-15s. And I'm thinking, that's all great. But, but yet, they let me walk out the door because of one thing. They felt, obviously... Because there's no other reason, yeah. unless they can tell me one, that I wasn't part of that 15 share or 16 share. Mm-hmm. If I was, you wouldn't let me walk out that door if you thought I was part of the 15, 16 share. So I thought that was a mistake on their part because of the writing and performance that I had to put in. I, you have to push your, to get the 16 share, you have to push yourself to, to incredible limits. My mm-hmm. wife knew, some family, some people knew. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to push yourself and others around you. To, to a point where it's a it's a not a great thing a lot of times physically and mentally but you got to have to to get the 16 share and i did that to myself and they didn't know or they didn't really know what i was putting into it or whatever and they had their thoughts i'm sure but let's just say the facts are the science of it is if you want to go through facts that after i got let go by march which was january february march three months after i left we went from the 15.8, and when I left, they dropped to a 10 share. Damn. By May, they were an 8.8. Eight. Yeah. They bounced back to maybe a 10. They hovered at a 10. <laughs> They've never gotten close to the 16. Until they get the 16, then a 15 share, or even a 14, then that could show me proof that, you know, of, of what their, maybe their argument. But my argument is, or not argument, but the facts show that the, that. That what I, th- I feel that was a mistake. That they should have kept me to do one day a week or two days a week. Kept me in the fold somehow, and and, and just bent a little bit on negotiation. That was the thing. There was no bend on the negotiation. Mm-hmm. Like there was one time they they, they made it sound like the, to the outside that like there was because no, at one point <clears throat> I did give a negotiation. Uh, like I said, okay, I, I gave some kind of number and I gave this and that from that original sheet that I told you whereas I put one day a week on I put a little more money and all this just a negotiation to see what happened mm-hmm. and, they, and they said alright we'll get back to you in, in, in 24 hours with our counter offer I'm like okay and I'm like I, I told Hattie I remember someone hey they're negotiating at least at least they, you know, they were. I got it back 24 hours later and we opened the email up Hattie and I 
And we looked at it, and it was the exact same word-for-word offer, the original offer, the exact. Not one cent, not one change, not one anything changed. So at that point, I felt it, it doesn't seem like they really want to negotiate. No. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like a negotiation. Uh-uh. But, but so at that point, I thought, all right, well, that's their they, – in their, in their words they used were, too, they wrote a little note, we think this is a great deal for you. That's what the guy wrote. Oh, of course. So I said, okay, good for you. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, his guidance, you know, but I, I just didn't agree. So I ended up, uh, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go and sign a deal that would destroy my radio career, that I wouldn't be really on any morning show, any type of show, really. Your legacy. Uh, yeah, I would maybe just do a little bit with, you know, like I said, with Sean, they were let me do a couple, once a, twice a month or something, however it was set up. It was a bizarre setup. But anyways, essentially it was no radio contract. It was to be the ambassador, whatever it was. I, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to, you know, I felt I was being disrespected in a way with mm-hmm. the way they treated me at that point. And um, it was amazing how great people treated me. Uh, you know, as I, I, as I felt, I knew who they were. I knew the listeners and what they were. I always, I always said they were like family. They really were. They really you know came through for me anyway i mean it's, i'll never forget that and that's kind of a special thing that, that the, the way <clears throat> the listeners treated me and the way they stayed loyal uh to me and, and kept me you know kept me going mm-hmm. and like i said i met a lot of great friends and i have been able to reinvent and do a lot of different things i didn't sit around with you know got a lot of help from some people too you can't do it alone but everybody, it was really neat to see people come to my rescue, really, or, you know, prop me up, really. That's what mm-hmm. you guys did. All my friends and family did that <clears throat> in, the, in the city of Pittsburgh, the people. They, 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 they made me anyway. That, that's who makes an entertainer. An entertainer's made by their audience. That's the way it goes. That's what it's all about, really. Mm-hmm. You're, you're given a privilege by God to perform, in the, in, if you're lucky enough, you can connect to an audience. And that's what I was lucky enough to do with this audience here in Pittsburgh. And they were the ones. But you know what? That was a cool thing. It really never was about any of that other bullshit it was always the relationship was always between me and the listeners there you know that was our bond that was our thing so it doesn't matter what happens or where you no one could stop that no one could stop that bond and that was what a lot of the people were saying you know we were coming forward and you know i said propping me up and staying with me or backing me up is jim we're not going to let this stop us you know keep going you know do your thing and you know and that was that and, and i really appreciate that i really appreciate the backing till this day it's amazing but that's the story. That is what happened. Well, here's the thing that gets me about that whole thing is like you go from a 16 to a 10. Mm-hmm. The morning show sets up the whole station. Yes. Because when people set that, you know, you're, you you put it on the radio, you're driving to work. That's the station you're going to listen to on the way home. If you're in a, you know, in an office or something like that, if you listen in the morning, that's the station's going to be on all day. It sets up everything. So I guess my thing is you go from a 16 to a 10. That's millions of dollars in ad revenue down the drain over the last couple of years that they've done, and no, no one's ever come up to you like, oh well, this is why, this is what we're, this is the, we did analysis, we did this, we did that, we 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 polled people, we did that, we or we're, or they say we're we're trying to trend younger or what? What none of no people, nobody has ever said that. No, trying to nothing. Do. They they did say that in the, in the initial meeting, come in, we're going in a different direction, is all they said. But the weird thing was when they said they're going in a different direction, uh, a lot of the format of the show and style of the show is kind of my style. 
without me there. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it literally is. Character driven skit comedy, which I do. It's like you know, and uh some of our shit of, been taken. Uh, just kinda <laughs> whatever. But, I'm just but, saying. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I've respect for everybody. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't diss anybody. I really don't want to diss anybody and things, but I will. Like you said. <laughs> but, but like you said. <laughs> when Jim don't say I will. That's what didn't make that's what didn't make sense, Mike. Was when um I thought that too. I thought when they when they let me go. I'm like I'm thinking, wow, man, you think I'm not part of this at all, but they if did. You're, if, I think, I, 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 this is why like I said they I didn't did. know where they let me go. This is why I say they did. They offered you a contract to be the ambassador. The reason mm. they wanted you to be the ambassador is because when you joined in the 80s for WDBE, mm. the audience literally grew up with you. You were mm-hmm. in your 20s. The audience was the same thing. Yeah, two everyone, generations. Yeah. yeah, literally. Everyone I know that listens to DVE what, grew up with you on the radio. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was mm-hmm. a complete different thing. You've never, like yeah. Prince says, uh, he said, if you don't talk down to your audience, they will run with you forever. You mm-hmm. never talk down to your audience. You've been one of the realest people within Pittsburgh. You are Pittsburgh, pretty much. I mean, you when people think of Mr. Pittsburgh, that's you. Your face is on fucking Permanis down the strip <laughs> district next to Michael Keaton in the fucking Batmobile. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you helped make that station, if not make that station. So what ended up happening was the reality is they're like, oh, well, if we can shelf Jim Crin and let him not do anything and use his face and continue to use his skits, continue to put all the shit that he's put together over 20 something years and make money off of it that's what the fuck they're gonna do that's what they were trying to do you know what though that's just it it was one of those things where you know because some people say oh god you know you you uh, didn't say anything nasty about them this and that and i and, and i hope i'm trying i was trying to be funny and tell the story at the same time I wasn't trying to be nasty really but uh they, they i they i don't have any animosity because like i said i never really took it as like i really with no time you know, Dave could tell you, or Hetty, at the very moment of those, it was going. I really never had any, you know, monster or hatred really for me, for my end of it. Now, now Terry or Hetty, <laughs> they're, they're warriors. Yeah, yeah, we're different. But for me, man, it was like, ah, all right, you don't want me, man. It's all right, whatever. Okay, it seems yeah. almost more shocking than anything. It was, else. Yeah, it was more shocking and because it's to like wrap you do something around. every day for twenty four years, and then all of a sudden you're not doing that. Yeah, I was just and trying to wrap like, my head around why is it all that stuff to me. And it's so schedule and yeah, it just messes up everything. It's a whole yeah, it's a change I had to make and all that. But I was like, all right, man, you you know, when I finally digested after the first few weeks of it, I'm like, all right, man, you don't want me, then you don't want me, then that's it. I move on. But it, you know, I like I said, the connection was there with the listeners. I mean, mm-hmm. the emails were just overwhelming. I believe they crashed their server at TV and stuff. So that was a nice feeling. Yeah, with somebody from over there told uh, me to say, you, you know, the the response was kind of wild and melted down their computers and and everything from the response. <laughs> that's people. the thing. It was, so it was shocking, amazing from people. Shocking for the city. I remember when it when it when it happened and it re- really hit and everybody's like, you know, Jim Crenn's off WDB. It was almost one of those things of like. It made zero sense. It would be like if the Steelers like we're just gonna fold up and we're not gonna play football anymore. It was that one of those things of like that makes no sense whatsoever. You know, I mean, the river. We're, we're, you know what, Pittsburgh. We're just you know what, Penguins. No, we give up. No, we're not gonna. That's really what it was. Is a civic institution just stopping? Yeah, now no. this is the question I have. Were these three executives from the city of Pittsburgh? 
They were no, no. But here's the thing: they, they were one was part of the station for a while, and I was a key player in getting him hired. The other guy who was wasn't in the room at the time. He was one of the people who were around when I was hired. He was a key player who hired me originally. These people see me bring fucking audiences to their feet, and I don't want to act arrogant or anything, but they no, did. No, that's not. They have seen arrogant. me bring audiences to their feet. True. So because I'm trying, that to- was a shocker to me that they didn't stop this or whatever or just say hey man give him a day or two a week what do you have to do to keep him here but they just their attitude you know and you know i thought yeah if they're gonna get rid of me like this you know that they should at least show some respect and call Mm -hmm. and say hey man we'll give you a day or two a week what do you need you know let's you know you're part of this you always be part i didn't get it i didn't really get that where they want to say they did that that is not true i didn't get any of that from them what i got was basically you know, this is a great move for you, kind of attitude, well, and the, you know, you should sign this thing, kind of attitude. What's why won't you do this kind of attitude? That that was their sort of attitude toward this whole thing with me as it was going along. Like I said, they're welcome to ever come on the show and explain why they thought it was logical to let me go. And, and uh, after you know, I frisk them, I don't. So whenever <laughs> anybody asks you, walks up to you and said, "Why did they fire?" What really happened? You could just say, "Hey, listen to Jim Crow no restrictions." We'll get the episode number, whatever number episode this is. Ninety three. Okay, 93. we'll just say ninety three. That's the number. Soon. Just say, "Hey, yeah, we got a hundred coming. A big party with that for that." But just say ninety three. Just go to ninety three of Jim Crow no restrictions, and it'll tell you the the exact story. That's what happened. That's that's all. That's why I like I said I still don't know what happened. Obviously, it was a budget thing involved. There was an egos, I'm sure, involved. I'm sure there was things uh, that they believed ego, involved, you know, and they involved. believed through other people. Why, you know, that, you know that I wasn't maybe responsible. Obviously, I, the only thing I come with, they didn't think I was responsible for the fifteen sixteen share. Because why would you get rid of fifteen sixteen? They try to keep you as an you ambassador know? to keep that fifteen and keep that, Yeah, because if you were the ambassador, me. if and you were the ambassador, me, yeah. and they brought. Uh, yeah. Somebody on and gave them a quarter of a quarter of your salary, yeah, and to to be on that show, then play that, best of stuff or whatever. Yeah, like I mean, you. I'm telling you, yeah. they would have stayed at a 15 share because they would mm-hmm. still be getting a fix off Jimmy. They might ask, "Yo, why aren't you on the show?" Yeah. And eventually, people would demand it, and most likely, you would get on. But I, I just it feels like you went from uh, um, hell. To, mm-hmm. to a heavenly spot right well, now. Well, actually, yeah, I am happy. And I got to say, you know, I have no bitter feelings toward anybody there at the station. I really don't. I mean, the current GM now is, a, is actually a friend. I like this guy and his wife. They're wonderful, great people. And uh, I, have no Ill, I have no ill will toward anybody or anything, man. It's like it's all good, you know. And uh, I don't know why. In a weird way, they have one toward me. And I don't know what it is. And maybe it's the program. But I don't know. Or there's some people uh, that are still there. That, 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 what I'm saying is kind of funny because at one point in other states, <laughs> I just think this is funny. But they said, uh, I remember them telling me, uh, this isn't personal. It's business. One of those. Lines. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I went. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm. I never took it as personal with them. I really did. They, they thought I did, but I didn't. But the funny thing was, uh, six months later, I, or well, we did the the Biam show, uh, Jim Cran uh, alive with a few com- very talented mm-hmm. comedian, very talented comedian buddies, and in, in, uh, some great music talent stuff. And uh, but anyway. It was a couple months after, a few months after, four months after that. So, I did Jurgles, great club uh, in, uh, in Warren, uh, yeah, North North mm-hmm. there. Jurgles is great, and uh, yeah, you were on, the, you were there. And, and uh, Jurgles uh, did this concert. Jurgles went to buy ads on DVE, and DVE uh, they wouldn't let them buy the ads. They wouldn't let them say my name on the ads. 
He never existed. I, <laughs> I, yeah. He wouldn't let me. And I'm like, that was the first shot. But I'm like, holy shit. What, what did I do to them? I mean, why am I not allowed to be? There's not allowed to say my, say my name on the on the air. TV. Wow. And then and then uh, I did these car ads and stuff. And I was plugging our podcast in the car ads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they made me, DV made me do a separate commercial, you know, because I, I couldn't say Jim Cren, no restrictions. Ugh. You know, on their on the commercial, and they debated whether they didn't want they didn't want the, the car ad commercial because my voice was on there. They didn't. They were trying to b- block it, but the sales had blown out. Sales blown out because it was too much money, you know. Mm-hmm. But they were initially trying to block, which was so weird to treat me like what? I'm one guy. I mean, Jesus, I'm not a you know. You're not just one guy. But, You're an icon. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's why I bring up Razagul said, "If you become more than a man." Yeah. That's the thing. That's why I said, "Are these people from Pittsburgh?" Because anybody who's from Pittsburgh. In understood how this town is, understood the kind of connection you have with the, you know the loyalty that people have. Yeah, they're and incredible loyalty. They're the, amazing. The, yeah, and to sit there and just go, oh, we can just get rid of the guy and we'll keep this. That's what I'm like. Are, are, have you ever been here? Have you ever you know? Do, <laughs> and they, do and you know weird, where anything the weird, is? The weird thing they had, they had known what they were doing in that sense. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's a bizarre thing to wrap my head around. That, you know, there are enough people in that building, to, and uh, it's. Like I said, the whole deal of uh, you know one guy, one comedian friend, I won't you know to protect him, I won't say anything, but uh, he called me. This is a major comedian, real funny kid, and uh, you'd know his name. Obviously, I said it, but uh, he says, uh, uh, "Jim, they won't." I got a memo. Uh, What's going on over there? We missed I, I don't know, time I was fired, so I didn't let me go. He said, "I'm not allowed to mention your name <laughs> at any point." It had like you know on or off the air or whatever. Like he wasn't allowed to say my name. I'm like you're kidding. It was a memo that you're not allowed to say my name. I'm like holy shit. Yo, Jim Crin's like Beetlejuice in that bitch. <laughs> I'm like, what Jim Crin, Jim Crin, Jim Crin. I ah! thought this wasn't personal. I mean, what the hell did I do? It's that's, what that's what they're worried about. That he says this word three times, all of a sudden he appears. Yeah. Them. So at some point I became public enemy number one to them, but I don't know why. Maybe someday they'll uh, ease up on that. I don't know what that's all no, about. No, they but, won't. It's you uh, know that <laughs> I have uh, you know it's, it was a great twenty four year run I enjoyed it man I have no bitterness but if they I guess I'm banned my name's banned from there I guess I'm saying no it is well, obviously it's, they, can't ever, <laughs> they can't even buy ads with my name on it but that's kind of fun I just thought it was kind of funny there have been people that. that have come to like shows we've done and uh, that work there or whatever and they they've come up and said like you know tell Jimmy I said hi tell him so and so was here because you know th- but they work at the building yeah it's yeah. pretty crazy afraid to, I know some are afraid to contact me because of uh, you know it, ah, maybe repercussions who knows what they're thinking but for whatever <laughs> Mikey's reason looking at me like oh shit <laughs> you know I would never put you in the middle of any of that Mikey it's no, just because no. I don't want that's why I don't want it to be uncomfortable they you know I don't want it to be where they you know don't let my name on their air and all that kind of stuff and yeah it's ridiculous it's, it's, I, I don't you know I just want to move on and enjoy my time that I that I was there I thought it was a cool from Reagan to Obama yeah yeah (laughs) I I went from Reagan to Obama there man that's a big part of my life that's funny as hell so it's a big part of my life I'm very proud of that time and the people they brought I mean they brought Howard Stern into this town to try to be and couldn't do it couldn't do it no, we kept did it in almost he every other town. He married a woman from this town and couldn't do it. We kept the, we kept the fifteen sixteen share through every single wave of uh, Stern came in for maybe a couple years and tried. They couldn't get number one, and they just pulled it. No, we yeah, they they, they were there for seven or eight years. That long? I guess it was that long. Yeah, I mean, they, they, t- they never got on top. Not one. Howard Stern never beat 
the morning show I was on. That's loyalty. In See, that's 25, 54-year-old male demographic or female, men and female. This is his bread and butter. Yeah. Never, not one book, not ever within two shares even. Wow. Never. At times, we doubled it. At times, we'd have 18 shares and you'd have a nine. It, it was amazing time. They packed they, up and got out of town. Well, eventually, yeah, that clear channel thing happened, I think, yeah. with him and stuff. He had a yeah. legal issue, I think, but... Uh, it wasn't that, but and he's a great. I love Howard Stern. I think he's incredibly talented. I'm a huge fan of his. He's a he's a trailblazer. He's a but yeah, so yeah, he's awesome. But uh, yeah, it was an amazing run of the ratings, man. We went up against great shows that I admire. Like you know, I love. I think Opie and Anthony are brilliant. All those guys and these guys, these guys named uh, Mark and Brian in L.A. years ago. Yeah, you know, Bob and Tom. They're all really. These are legends to me. I might you know. I love mm-hmm. these guys. I look up to. Them. Really, they're that talented. Uh, but yeah, we we're fortunate. The loyalty, you know, every, the, the audience stayed with us 15, 16 years, month, year in, year out, month in, month out. The rating system changed, still 15, 16 years. It was an amazing, amazing run. The people are still, th- that's what's so cool that I, I, they're still, we're still connected in a different way now. I'm connected with everybody, and I love the way we are connected because, you know, through the podcast, through now through KDK, which I want to build, a, you know, that back up again with the, uh, to reconnect with everybody in, on KDK, but but I can't thank anyone enough. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for for all the support you've given me and, and the way you kept me going. And, and and you said, "Yeah, Jim, we want you to keep going, man." Whenever uh, this all happened, because believe me, it was it was tough, you know, in, in to to reinvent. But I'm glad I got the kick and ass in a way. God kicked me and asked to reinvent, like you said, Terry. Yeah. You know and uh, it's been great. It's been a nice nice. Uh, Nice time, believe it or not. I've had an incredible three years. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. How about that? It was that. It's been that much fun the last three years. I wouldn't trade it. That's you how much fun it's it been. And I can't wait to see what's next, man. And in the way, I appreciate everyone. You know, like I said, listening and everything, and the, the loyalty. And thanks for listening uh, today. Today shows Jim Crane no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Hey, everybody, it's Jim Crane of Jim Crane No Restrictions. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show. We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again. If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com. It's Jim Craig, no restrictions, and we thank our sponsor, Beaver County Auto. It is an incredible car dealership, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Nissan, New and used cars available. Josh's grandfather just got a truck out there. He's really happy. You get the best deal in town. A nice thing about both new and used, they back it up. Their service is outstanding. That's the thing. They don't forget about you. You buy it. You're part of the family. It's family-owned. PJ built this thing from the ground up. It's Beaver County Auto, Constitution Boulevard, right off the Chippewa exit, and sponsor. And we are honored to have them as our sponsor for Jim Crane No Restrictions. It's Beaver County Auto.